Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 358 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Today I'm going to talk about why I won't quit and you shouldn't either. Just a quick kind of mindset episode based on a lot of feedback that I've received over the last couple of weeks related to all the changes and, and shifts around essential tennis and the difficult times we've been going through and of course everybody else as well here in May of 2020. Before we dive right into today's story and episode, quick thank you to Lisa Ibis on iTunes. Really appreciate your review, your feedback on the iTunes Music Store. Really helps out the show very much. So thank you, Lisa. So about two weeks ago now, maybe about a week and a half ago, I published a video titled, Should I Quit?, and it was about a 10 or 12-minute video or so, and I discussed the future of Essential Tennis. I did a quick update podcast episode uh, a week or two ago, so if you listen to that, you kind of know what's been going on, but Kevin and Megan, two, the two coaches that had been with me for a couple of years, they, they left, they moved on, we, we dropped our office space in downtown Milwaukee, and we've been going through a lot of changes recently. And a question that came up on YouTube and on Facebook and in other places was, wow, well, are, are you okay? Like, is the, is, does this mean that the channel is shutting down? Does this mean essential tennis is over? Like basically people were asking the question, like what, what's happening and, and is this possibly the end of what you've been doing at essential tennis? And so I got a lot, I got thousands of responses to that video in the form of emails and YouTube comments, social media comments, text messages, all kinds of different mediums. And there was one particular type of response that I just wanted to pass on because, A, I'm really proud of the audience, the the group of passionate players that follows Essential Tennis for answering that question in this way. And then B, I know there's a lot of people out there that are struggling right now and maybe struggling in the future. There's always people, of course, who are going through a tough time, both in life and also on the court. And I think this response was a really excellent response to that question of, should I give up? Should I quit? And it's a question that, frankly, a lot of people are asking right now about a great many things about careers, about businesses, about all kinds of different important parts of their life. And these questions come up in tennis and they come up in the rest of of life as well. And so the response, basically, I I received probably a couple, couple dozen different variations of this reply to that question of should I quit? The reply was basically, what? Should you quit? Is that what you do after getting your serve broken or after losing the first set or after coming up against some kind of obstacle in a tennis match? Would you quit then? I mean, think about it, Ian. You wouldn't even quit if you were down 0605, would you? And of course, 
The answer is no. If I was in the middle of a match, I, you know, would I feel frustrated? Would I feel dejected if I was down 06-05? Yeah, of course. That's that's only natural, and it's it's totally fine to feel frustrated. It's totally fine to wonder like what is going on here? Like what's the maybe even wonder like what's the point? Like why am I still fighting? But no, I wouldn't just walk off the court, and neither would anybody listening to my voice right now. None of you would drop your racket and and walk off the court no matter how far behind you were in a match. And why Why is that? Well, when you take a step back and you think about tennis and you think about sports in general and you think about life in general and the stories that we gravitate towards, the the people we cheer on, the the teams you know that, that we root for, our idols that are on different fields and courts and, and different endeavors it could be business it, it could be sports we love being a fan and we love being a participant we love pursuing a game like tennis because we love the ups and the downs we love the battle that takes place you know the the tug of war back and forth we love the struggle we love the challenge point after point, both as an observer, you know, as a fan and also as a participant. You know, think about it. Would you continue playing tennis if you won every tennis match easily? If you won, if you literally won O and O every match, would you keep playing tennis? And I want you to spend a few minutes thinking about that. I think your uh, the knee jerk response of many players is oh yeah that'd be amazing like just to go out and dominate every time like to be that talented to be to be that skilled would be a lot of fun right it seems like it on the surface but but spend a moment just really considering that wouldn't wouldn't you get bored winning o and o every single match and if you really sit down and think about it, the answer is most definitely yes. You'd be bored to death after a couple of weeks, a couple of months. I mean, much less a couple. You can imagine going three or four years and winning O and O every single match. No, no, nobody actually wants that. And it maybe sounds attractive on the surface, but it's the struggle that gives sports meaning. It's the struggle that gives sports drama, and it's why people watch. If we knew the outcome ahead of time and we knew that victory was guaranteed ahead of time, then we wouldn't tune in. We, we wouldn't watch and we probably wouldn't participate either if we already knew what the outcome was going to be. And so going through those ups and downs is a, is a critical part of the game of tennis. And the greater the obstacle is, the more rewarding the outcome is if we're able to overcome that obstacle. You know, the just think about it. What whatever sports that you really are a huge fan of, think about the the matches or the games or the series that really stands out to you. It's not the game that's that's it's not a it's not a match that's a rollover, you know, in the first round. And it's it's like Federer versus the wild card and wild card just gets crushed. Like no nobody remembers that match. Nobody remembers a, a series, let's say a playoff series, where one team you know wins every game and then it's like on to the next round. Like nobody really remembers that, unless there was some kind of incredible 
some kind of incredible like Cinderella story, you know, where where one team wasn't even supposed to win one game and then they won three in a row or four in a row or whatever it is. Unless there's some kind of seemingly insurmountable obstacle or roadblock, nobody really remembers, you know, at least not years later. For the next day or two, maybe you think about it, if it's your team and you're super pumped, but you don't remember it a year later or two years later. And so in tennis, it's, of course, the, the same thing. When somebody's down two sets in a best-of-five match in a Grand Slam and the other person comes back and wins the next three, like it's hard to explain to somebody who's not a tennis player how massive of an accomplishment that is, how huge of a mountain it was that that person had to climb. Those are the outcomes that inspire us and make us super, super passionate about the sport and give us kind of fire in our belly to go out and do it ourselves. That's what really strikes, you know, action and, and puts us, puts, puts our energy into us to go out there and try to do the same, the same thing. And so when things are difficult, like, you know, I, I've been for sure through some challenges with, with my business over the last couple of weeks. And I've been through challenges having to adjust and transition to new types of content and new types of coaching with people in person. I, I've got to figure things out, and it's, it's not a comfortable thing. I have to remind myself that's part of the reason why I chose this in the first place. I didn't want to clock in and clock out and get the same paycheck every single two weeks. Like that's, that's not why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm not doing what I'm doing for the stability, you know, quote unquote. (laughs) And I put that in air quotes because stability, you know, is totally up in the air right now for everybody, no matter what kind of career path or what kind of, uh, journey you've been on as far as your job or, uh, path professionally. So that's not why I signed up. And so, of course, I'm not going to just throw in the towel. So just something to keep in mind. The exact same idea, exact same principle applies to the rest of life as well as tennis. And so if you're feeling down right now, if you're kind of struggling, if, if you're wondering what's next and it's completely uncertain, just remind yourself that this is an opportunity right now. It's an opportunity to grow, to improve to learn new tools, to find unique solutions to whatever problems are in front of you. And those opportunities are a blessing. And it's the same thing in tennis. When we come up against an opponent that we just, in the first set, don't have a solution to, it's an opportunity in front of us to try to problem solve that that issue, that player, you know, that match situation, and try to figure out how to find a solution in the moment. So hopefully this gives you a little bit of perspective. Thank you so much for listening today. I'll talk to you in the next episode. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com, where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care and good luck with your tennis.